What's going on, grappling fans? What's the first time that we've heard of the game? Mentally in the game. We're going to be fighting all our matches up in pretty close. What's going on, grappling fans? Welcome back to another episode of Who's Number One. Hope you're having a good week out there, enjoying things going so far. And man, I'm still reeling from an epic weekend of jiu-jitsu competition. Still smiling, man. It felt so good to see some new matches, to see competition come back, and definitely made life a bit more normal. I'm talking about Fight to Win 139 and 140. What did we, what did we see last weekend, Michael? Remind me. Uh, well... Nogi on Friday, Tama, Tama beat Krellenston, Cyborg beat Trator. Saturday was gi matches where uh, Gabriel Almeida beat Roberto and Caixinho beat uh, AJ pretty handily. So, yeah, that was a uh, a great weekend. We got more stuff coming. It's exciting it's, that this stuff is back. It's, it got back sooner than I thought it was going to be. And uh, we got Third Coast coming, Spider coming. got a whole bunch of cool stuff. So, yeah, very excited for it, but... Our guest today, two guys, two legends, world champs, calling in from California. We got Jeanji Hibero. I hope I said that right this time. He always gets mad at me. Jeanji. Jean- there, there, there it is. There it is. Rafael Lovato Jr. How you guys doing? How's it going, Jeanji? Man, everything, uh, everything is really good here. Um, you know, as we all know, California is a little behind the schedule to to go back into you know full on. You know, teaching and training. As far as I know, Oklahoma, it's, uh, you know, it's Rafael, you know, Lovato Jiu-Jitsu, it's open. Austin, Texas is open. Uh, but uh, as far as training, uh, our team is still training. Victor Hugo, Gustavo, all the boys mm-hmm. here. We just, we just not running classes. But uh, the weather's good. Everything's all right. You know, just uh, putting a lot of uh, new projects in place and uh, get ready to when this, all this is said and done. Lovato. You there? I think, think we might have lost him. He's been stone faced up there for thirty seconds. Let's try and get Lovato back on, on the. Uh, maybe we can call him back or something. But uh, all right, so yeah. So what's what else is what, what's what's new with you, man? We had you on. Uh, what was that? Like six weeks ago, probably. I don't know. I feel. I think it's probably like three weeks ago, but it feels longer. Times a flat circle, as they say around these parts. What's, but what's well, that. that, that that's what happened when uh, we were in quarantine. We lose track of time, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, a couple of things, you know. I'm uh, I can't really release exactly procedure yet, but uh, I am even, you know. A lot of people are saying it's not the best time for it, but I am opening my new school, uh, my own school that I'm going to be the one responsible for it. Uh, during so many years with the, you know, the Six Blades team. Uh, I've been traveling the whole world and teaching and, and, and being an ambassador for jiu-jitsu. I think it's time to, to saddle. And, uh, once it's actually everything is said and done, yeah, you guys are going to know about it. Uh, besides that, just staying healthy. Um, I, I'm actually training to be certified in Carabell, so I'm doing that as part of my conditioning training for Wisted Cotter. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking for coming back to, to compete. Uh, I have a few people offering me like uh, eight man tournaments and a couple super fights, but uh, I'm really looking forward to a gi match, you know. So uh, 
I'm just uh, I'm just tired of being of being home. You know, my wrist I would say is not a hundred percent, but it's doable right now to train for like a one match. And uh, there's a couple of tournaments that uh, they're talking about. Actually, Fight Twins, one that I'm really looking forward to, to be on the card. Uh, I'm about 205 pounds now, so it'll be interesting, you know, to compete in a in a in a in a in a in a element that's good for me, which is submission only. I think uh, because I'm being out of the game for for about two years now. Um, it's just hard for me to go into that competition mindset where advantages mean so much. There's so much holding on. So I think in a, in a submission-only format, I think I have a, a, a really good advantage over, you know, point-oriented athletes. So this is a couple of things that I'll, I'll be working that, on. And actually exciting. getting Victor Hugo actually getting Victor Hugo better. So uh, hey, he's going to come back go. as a monster. That's exciting news, man. I, I want to get into that more later. I'm really excited to hear about you getting ready to compete again. Rafael, how about you, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Sorry, I, I don't know what happened. My Wi-Fi is good. Uh, somehow I lost you guys. I cut out for, for a minute. Um, but, man, I'm, I'm amazing. Things are really, really well over here. Excited to be back in competition this, this Saturday. Um, life is good, man. I'm happy. How good does it feel to be back in a camp, be back training for something coming up? It has to be a, a huge relief or a huge stress relief, I should say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's definitely nice to always have like a mission. Like that's kind of um, the way I've grown up. There's always something on my plate that I'm I'm getting ready for. Something pushing me in training every day. Um, so you know, it's definitely nice to feel that come back. Uh, but more than competition, I'm just really excited to be back in the gi. Um, I've missed the gi so much, and the gi really brings me a lot of. Um, of peace. I don't know. It's, it's very meditative for me. And with everything that's been going on, um, in my life and the world, uh, you know, it, I'm just really looking forward to suiting up in the gi, uh, once again and, uh, doing what I absolutely love the most. You were, uh, you were on the, the last fight to win card to get canceled before, uh, COVID shut everything down. Weren't you, weren't you supposed to be on fighting in Dallas a couple months ago? Yes, that's correct. And I was I was already there in Dallas um, when we got the news that that, you know, it, it was going to get canceled. Um, so that was really yeah, that was a tough time. I had already like, uh, you know, had my training camp. I was going to compete at the Pan Ams the week after as well. I had been dieting, all that stuff and was ready to go. Um, so now it feels like, you know, I'm I'm like. I don't know. It, it, it's a weird vibe. Like uh, that's how quarantine started for me. And now I'm coming out of quarantine and going back to Dallas and doing this match. So it, it feels like I'm like setting everything right uh, in some weird, weird way and uh, getting life back. Things are back on track. Yeah, that's amazing. What, what do you think about the uh, traveling to an event right now and, and competing with no fans? What do you think about like what it's going to be like uh, under these circumstances? going to compete man i think it's going to be awesome uh you know of course uh like you know for the for the show and for the community and the culture and everything it'd be awesome if there could be a packed house in there um but on a personal level i'm i'm excited to compete without anybody in there um you know and just 
you know, it's not about the applause. It's not about like, I don't know. It's just, it's just you, you're just doing what you love. That's it. Um, and we're trying to, you know, put some inspiration out there, some positive energy for everybody that are watching at home through their screens. Um, and it's just, for me, it's going to be a good, a good vibe. Uh, and like I said, I, it, it's very meditative for me. So, um, uh, it's going to be like a therapy session. I don't need anybody else around. I just need the, I just need the opponent. That's it, you know? And, um, and I'm going to do my little therapy and, and I'm going to feel great. And I'm, I'm super, super happy. I have four of my guys on the card too. So we're all going down and, you know, just, just going to feel the vibe and, um, you know, enjoy the ride. Rafa, you mentioned it's, it's been almost three years since you've competed in the gi. Are you looking to try and exploit some of the things you can only do while wearing a gi? You know, like play some spider guard, go for some collar chokes. I mean, are you trying to really, really embrace the gi in this match and, and do those things that you can't normally do otherwise? Um, yes and no. Uh, definitely, like, Having my hand in the collar is like that. That feels so so good. Uh, Shanji would say the same. You know, um, I, I, I'm excited to have the extra options. You know, I've been I've been playing a more simple game, more simple but complex at the same time. In the sense that, uh, you know, in MMA, like you're there's always danger uh, when you're on the ground. You can always get hit with an elbow. Um, you know, you're always worried about the ground and pound. And, and during these last three years when my MMA career, you know, I was really climbing up the ranks in Bellator, um, you know, and I was competing in grappling submission events. Um, I, I, uh, I was going in with more of an MMA mindset, like try to take down, get on top, control position, um, you know, get the submission if I could, of course. But um, it, it was more as a training tool to help me be sharp for MMA. Um, and now... I'm doing jujitsu for the love of jujitsu, you know, in fact, there's actually a big part of me that doesn't even really feel motivated to do a submission grappling match, like a no gi match right now. I'm so excited to be back in the gi. Um, I love it so much. And, uh, and I definitely feel like I've, I've made a lot of improvements, um, as a jujitsu artist, uh, you know, during this time that I haven't been able to show, um, since I haven't been competing in the gi. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're going to see the typical Lovato style, like simple pressure when I'm on top and, uh, you know, submission hunting from everywhere. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm excited to have the extra options now of, of all the chokes, um, you know, and just really being able to, to use these big hands to make grips and pull and tug and squeeze and violent hug and strangle and, and all the things I, so um, that's it, man. I'm, I'm just going to be going hard for the sub and want to put a, fan, a, a show on for the fans that are watching. Janji, you've been around for so long. Have you ever done a super fight event with no crowd? Um, I don't think so. I think we did the BGJ Library Challenge one time. That uh, was just the guys from the school. Uh, I Actually, we did a Metamores that had really no crowd. The one I fought Keenan. There was right. arguably no crowd yeah. uh, on that metamorphosis. Uh, it's about it. Besides uh, me and Rafael and Saul in Toledo just kill each <laughs> other. Uh, where only, the only witness was the, the assault bike. That, that was about it. You know, uh, 
you know, because like me, Rafael, Saulo, we are we are pretty much solo training partners. You know, we're not like a we're we're not known to be a team that it's like so much people. So pretty much our training sessions is always this this eerie silence. You know, sometimes like Rafael pumps up the hip hop, kind of like distracts me a little bit. You know, he's a heavy <laughs> hip hop guy, rap. But uh, yeah, like. Uh, like like Rafael said, this is is for the love of, of being there. You know, I think uh, it's a type of situation that uh, it actually brings the best out of you because there's no distractions. And you know, sometimes you you breathing hard, so it's I think it, it turns more into almost like a soul fight. You know what I mean? Like because you're breathing, you probably can like you're there, right, Mike? You can hear everything. You guys are there. You, you can hear the, the like if they talk, yeah. if they you know if they breathe hard. So it's it's pretty interesting, you know. And, and, and like I said earlier, I'm really I'm, I, I watched uh, the event uh, this weekend, uh, this past weekend, and I'm really looking forward to to, to watch Rafael go there again and, and choke some people, use this this big hands and put his massive beard on my Dana's face, <laughs> um, you know. And uh, yeah, just uh, looking forward to all that action, you know, and this eerie experience where one man comes in and two men comes in and one man comes out, you know. It's it's interesting. I'm really I'm really stoked to be able to experience it as well. What do you think, Shanji, about jujitsu jiu- coming back, live events coming back? Did they come back sooner than you thought? And how do you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I have my opinion towards what, what's happening course the precautions they have to be there i'm just happy that we get stuff going on you know jiu-jitsu is not a sport um, maybe like those 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 big sports that all these big companies they get you know money they they have their own money but for for many of those guys um you know they, they're suffering because they need to to make money they need to fight to some sort of you know please their sponsors and things like that uh, I'm very lucky, and probably Rafael is very lucky. My sponsor, even in my injury, they never, they never, you know, left my side. They never reduced my pay. They never said, "Hey, you can't pay you." Um, my association, they're still behind us. Most of our students. So, like in the case of me, Rafael, for example, we do have uh, some other forms of income to to kind of sustain that situation. But but some guys, they don't. You know, they they. They kind of like even even I know by fact there's some sponsors they only pay people if they perform, so I, I just think it, it's good. Um, of course, taking the right precautions to 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 you know keep people you know make sure they're not sick or, or they can they don't spread the virus and things like that. It's so important. Of course, uh, I think I, I need to we need to give credit to Flow Grappling that's for sure behind uh, fight between and give them opportunity to you know pay the athletes and, and because you know since there's no there's no uh, uh you know gates you know i think the stream of income gets very that gets very limited there and i think uh, flow also supporting the cause you know because you guys could just say hey it's a liability we're not going to do it but uh it's important i think seth you know he's a warrior uh, you know, if he, he has a mistake, he has for the better, you know, he gets more. And then if he doesn't get more, you know, he at least gets some, some done. So I'm really happy to see, you know, people in action. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, he contacted me. I'm really excited to, to get something going on. I'm tired of being hurt and home. Uh, I've been traveling so much and being quarantined just, just made me hungry. And, uh, you know, just, I'm just happy my weekend is going to have an extra entertaining to get to watch. Uh, Rafael uh, fight Arnaldo. I think it's a great matchup. 
Uh, Maidana is a, you know, he's a technician. He's going to come after Rafael, and I think Rafael is going to put a smash on him and, 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 you know, take some of that, uh, like he was talking about right before, you know, I was talking to him about Dallas, and he called me when that happened. You know, I think he's he going to turn that in frustration into happiness. And I think that's what, what needs to do. And uh, hopefully he can, uh, not hopefully, but he will, you know, lead a, a, a really good card and, uh, you know, just make the weekend worth for all the jiu-jitsu lovers. Rafael, how do you think, uh, besides the crowd part, like just from a competition uh, standpoint, like something I noticed last week is a big factor right now is everybody has a big variety in how their camp was and how their training is right now and everything. Like how do you think this is going to change – the competition aspect of going out to compete right now with everything not being normal for, for competitors? Um, I think, you know, I mean, with one match, it might be might be hard to see, uh, you know, the, these events that it's just, just one match. But, um, you know, the, the you might be able to see how well someone's been able to keep up their lifestyle, staying in shape, their cardio. Uh, if things get really tough, um, you know, like if it's a, if it's a really tight match back and forth, who's stayed more disciplined, um, in the last couple months, I think could, could be evident. Um, you know, cardio could, could be a little more of a factor. Um, but you know, jujitsu wise, at the highest level, we all know what we what we want to do. You know what I mean? Like we we know where to position ourselves. Uh, maybe the timing is a little off. Of course, for most of my big jujitsu matches, I always have have some some little contact with with Shanji or Victor Hugo or, or somebody. You know what I mean? I, I there's usually a, at least a week um, or a few days that I get together with with one of my best training partners to, to sharpen things up a bit. But, um, you know, I have my boys here at home, um, and I've just been very specific with my training, like, you know, having them put me in the positions that I'm working, um, things that I'm, you know, um, strategy-wise I'm, I'm prepared to do. Um, otherwise, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the cardio aspect and the diet and, and all that kind of stuff, um, is something that may become more of a factor because a lot of people uh, might have gotten a little little off track yeah. uh, with with how they how they take care of themselves. So, something that I noticed last week is uh, some guys end up cutting a whole bunch of weight because, like, you know, everybody thinks they're a 185 yeah. guy or whatever, and they have been on the scale for yeah, a little while. <laughs> Seth hits them up, can you make 185? And they, oh yeah, I can make 185, but it, yeah, it ends up being a little bit harder than they thought, and then you, then you see see that in the cardio for sure. But uh, yeah. What do you guys think about that matchup? You know, Maidana is a, a Nogi World Champ, a American National Champion. I think he even has a he's beat some good guys. He's silver beat, medal. I mean, he's not super well known, but like I was looking at, he's his, beat Hulk. He's beat, beat Hulk, Gaudio, Gaudio yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Hanger. He's beat some really good guys. Uh, what do you think about that matchup, Rafael? Oh, I like it. Um, you know, he's he's a more of a submission hunter, in my opinion. Um, you know, he he is attacking a lot, uh, especially from his guard. Um, you know, some dangerous submissions. He's really flexible. Uh, that's how he was able to catch some of those guys you mentioned uh, by being able to pull his leg over, you know, to, to put them in like an arm bar, omoplata type position. Um, and so, yeah, I think he's dangerous. He's definitely competing a lot. You know, he's sharp. 
Um, and he has big wins, and even the matches that he loses, like I was watching his match with uh, Keenan and um, Marigali, you know, and, and like for the first little while, like it, it's very even, very back and forth, and then, and then maybe they start to get the edge on him a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be a great test for me because, like I said, he is sharp. He's fighting a lot of the best guys these days that I haven't, I haven't competed against. You know, I haven't even competed in the D uh, in three years and in the last five years, um, I've only competed twice in the gi. So, uh, you know, I think this is a great step for me to, to test myself and, uh, sharpen back up. Um, and you know, if all, all goes well, I get my hands raised, I can, um, uh, you know, start looking to keep climbing the ranks, um, and test myself against even more of the current guys. Shanji, what do you uh, see as maybe Maidana's greatest weapon uh, against Lovato? You know, what, what does Lovato need to be careful of? I, I'm looking at his submissions list here, and he's hit a wide variety of things. You know, he's got a great arm bar. He's really, really a solid knee bar as well. Is there anything, Shanji, that stands out to you that you would tell Rafael to avoid or to be uh, aware of? Uh, I've fought Maidana actually twice. Uh, I fought him at Worlds, the Worlds that I won in 2004. 15, and I fought him at the finals of the Grand Slam. Uh, he has a couple attacks, like I said, leg locks. Um, he did. He does have a little foot lock from 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 50-50 and things like this. But I think uh, the uh, the main thing is his surprise. You know, he can be very loose. You know, kind of like deceiving type of thing. You know, like I can see like. You know, maybe Rafael put him in a smashing position and he may be inverting and try to work something from there. Um, I don't really see, for training for Rafael, I don't really see a straightforward attack from him. Uh, I can see Rafael going to more of a like a basic approach and smashing and getting the position and dominating and, and then getting a submission. Um, and of course, I know Rafael can catch him from anywhere. But I can see that's going to be kind of like the, the parallel that I make. You know, Maidana is only going to be catching him in some sort of transition or maybe if he, Rafael gets sloppy. But uh, like I said, I don't see him, you know, working towards like a, a dominant position and catching from there. I don't I don't see that happening. You know what I mean? But uh, if he has a chance, has to be something along like, you know, Maybe somewhat, somehow going inverted and throwing a triangle out, out of there, which I've seen him doing. Uh, some sort of thing like, you know, Rafael going around and he going inverted and, and kind of like like a, like a steam of triangle or something like this. That's how I see kind of happening. But I don't see, uh, we, like, which is not really Arnaldo, uh, like Forte, to get dominant position and secure submission from there. So, um, but like I said, I've, you know, I know... I know my boy, and I know what he's capable of. And I think, uh, like I said, he's going to – I think Rafael has more of a methodical approach, which means he's going to, you know, just like a big python, just going to kind of like wear him down and eventually get a good position, you know. And I think once Rafael gets a good position, the fight's over. We don't we don't walk backwards, you know. Um, like I said, I don't see how uh, Maidana can get Rafael in any good position. I don't see – I don't see a guard pass. Uh, sweeps doesn't really matter, you know what I mean, at this point. Uh, you know, if I have to see something, if I see something, some sort of back attack. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, I don't, like my, the odds, I don't think are very 
into Maidana uh, uh, advantage. Uh, I see Rafael just, you know, keeping a, ten, a good 10-minute uh, constant uh, rhythm, you know, and I think he's going to break Maidana's rhythm. And I think it's, it's going to be a matter of how much Maidana can withstand his pressure. That's my opinion. Uh, Rafael. All, 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 of this, all of this is said with, with much respect to Maidana. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. like, like I said, he, yes, he, sure. he, he is, he is a, a threat. He is a submission hunter. I've taken him very serious. He's very dangerous. And uh, I just I look forward to the challenge, um, you know. And uh, if anything, there's also the advantage of, of me not competing in the gi uh, for so many years that he might try to exploit early on So uh, until I get my flow. But, um, you know, it's going to be fun. And, and, and I have no doubt it's going to be exciting. There's a, Speaking of exciting, there's a, the co-main event is pretty great too. I'm excited yeah. for that one. Dude, what do you think about that match? Benson Henderson versus Edwin. That's a pretty cool matchup. Also in the gi, yeah. Yeah, gi match. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, Ed- Edwin's super dangerous um, and, and obviously competes much more in the gi. But, um, you know, that's one of the things I love about Henderson. Uh, he, he, he does it all, you know, and he's competed in the gi several, several times with, with you know, fights and fight camps um, always going on. And, uh, and, you know, you can see that he loves jujitsu and, um, you know, he, he, he loves to, 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 to test himself and challenge himself. So he's going to bring a lot of energy. He's, he's going to be probably a little more scrappy as far as like scrambles and bringing a little bit of a wrestling vibe into the gi. Um, but for sure, Edwin is the, the, the more, you know, technical, um, I mean, he is the technician, and uh, and uh, he's going to have, I think, a little more, you know, danger um, to present. And in this format of, of fight to wins rules, I think it'll be tough for Henderson to be able to pull out a victory. Um, but I could definitely see him giving Edwin a bit of a hard time and making it and making it a little scrappy for a while. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. You know, a former UFC champion coming out and putting the gi on and having a gi match. That's uh, you don't see that too often. What do you think about that matchup, Shanji? Oh man, Ben, I'm a super fan of Ben. Uh, he can play everything, you know. But for sure, the edges in Edwin, you know, he's he has so many on his arsenal, you know, and uh, definitely uh, we all know how how Ben Henderson is like, uh, you know. His arms and his legs are really, really hard to submit. So I think it's going to be a good test on how Edwin going to find a way to, to find his triangle arsenal. You know, definitely way more experience, way more, um, you know, there are way more tools in his uh, in his box for, for, for Guy, you know. But I can see Edwin just go, playing an open game. And I think uh, Ben's uh, conditioning going to have to play a really big factor for him uh, to try to stay away from the problems. Uh, but yeah, but like I said, it's just, it's just, I think again, stylistically, uh, I think I, I can see Ben Henderson just going for, for, for transition submissions. Uh, I can see him, you know, getting on the legs or, or, or things like this, but definitely, um, you know, it's just like Edwin is a professional gi athlete, you know, versus Ben Henderson, which is, which he's, he, he, he does for the love. That's why you gotta respect the guy. You know, I just love him. He's so humble. Uh, I'd be watching him. Actually, there's a couple of funny stories. There was one time he had like seven fights as a purple belt, and he fought my athlete in the final. That was like in Arizona, a long time ago. He wasn't happy with his performance. He finished his fight. He put his shoes on and went to run laps. 
on the on the on the on the on the field you know that's how much of a of a, of a martial art the guy is you know so except man like uh fight to win i think a smaller card is it's it's in a way is entertaining because you got to pick the good fights and uh yeah just just watching uh rafael and and, and maidana going going at each other you know what i mean like they both have weapons uh watching edwin you know just put on his show you know i'm a fan I guess I'm talking more as a fan, you know, that's why it may feel like, you know, I'm like, you know, not respecting the, the skills of the others, but I'm just too much of a fan of Rafael, too much of a fan of Edwin uh, to not pull my, my favorites here. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Jiu-Jitsu gonna win, man. Uh, we all, I think we all share the same, the same, the same energy to just be happy that this is happening, you know, and have a, you know, a legend uh on mma and, and a champion such as ben henderson of course uh rafael that you know he's is the belichick champion it's probably the greatest uh martial artist that ever you know really you know went from no gi gi uh mma you know what i mean for me for me he's the best he's the truest martial arts i know um you know he's the champion everything so he's the everything champion he's a grand slam champion he's a national brazilian champion he's a world champion world Ogi champion belt champion what the hell he's the champion in my heart so he got he has all the titles uh, and uh how do you earn that title love you. <laughs> it's a, that's a lot of cool stories you know uh me and rafael we, we we have built this relationship for almost 20 years you know even when the time that brazilians didn't want to train green girls so I took a gringo under my heart, and that's how it goes, you know. Definitely and, want to uh, dive into watching. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Charlie, you go ahead. <laughs> couple of stories, now. some of them are rated R. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so just uh, just happy to see, you know, the challenge. You know, like I said, Rafael is is made of challenges. He never he never shy away from one. Same thing as Ben, you know. So um, they they're gonna come in and, uh, and, and and do a show and prove that they can do everything, you know. The real grappler, the real martial artist, they're not just unidimensional. You got you to do all. You know, you can maybe the greatest in one element, but, you know, once you actually conquer all the elements, you can call yourself a really true martial artist and, and a real grappler. And, uh, you know, same thing as Edwin, you know, ADCC, uh, World Methodist and everything else. So uh, it's just going to be a good show. I'm just, uh, I'm just can't, I can't wait to, to spend my Saturday uh, you know, eating my popcorn, which I still can, and watch good fights. <laughs> Speaking and then, of, and then very soon, very soon, uh, we're gonna try to do one together. Uh, I, yeah. I want to compete with Shanji again. I missed amazing. it. I missed it so much. So, yeah, Shanji, you were teasing that you wanted to come back. You have have a gi match. Is there anyone on your mind that you'd like to have a match with? You know, not asking to call anybody out, but just someone that you'd love to, to face. Um, uh, come to mind. At this point. At this point, not really. Of course, I want to fight anyone. Uh, there's a lot of guys that I have fought in uh, IBJJF rules that I would love to test in an environment. There's, there's holding a lapel or, 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 you know, just doing points doesn't really matter much, you know. But of course, I have to be humble about coming back. Uh, I did a, I did a little thing on the thing i say okay guys i want to come back competing who do you guys want me to match up against hoger rodolfo mergali nobody wants to me me to give you like you know <laughs> they always wanted me to fight braguinha so you know they didn't like i said um like I, I want a good fight uh i haven't competed arguably you know i just competed the world 2015 really you know i didn't really do anything even before that uh sorry 18 
So it's been two years plus my injury, uh, plus getting punched in the face by Rafael. There's a lot of things involved, <laughs> you know. Uh, definitely going to a tournament, uh, tournament format. I don't think it's something that uh, in reality it's uh, beneficial for me. That's why I think have the ability to not worry about, you know, getting scored or sweep it's and be held on. I think this is something that really beneficial for me. But uh, like I said, uh, uh, I think Seth's going to wait a couple more events and, uh, and just see how many, how many things I can fight 200 pounds. I can fight 210. I can fight 220. I think that's my limit. I don't think I want to get anything, any, anyone above 220. I'm 208 right now. Uh, I'm really skinny right now. So I want to, especially of my age, you know, 39 years old, people don't, they they forget that that I'm always I'm almost master three, and they wanted me to fight adult world champions. But uh, I take that as a compliment, you know. I take that as something that proved that our jiu-jitsu is simple yet efficient, and yes, timeless. And uh, yeah, I don't have a name, you know. I'm gonna wait, see what happens. Uh, I'm not picky about it, but I want someone that I think is gonna match up well. Uh, maybe someone that I know it's gonna come after me, uh, you know. I want someone that really, really pushes me and make worthwhile. So names, I don't know. Maybe Flow Grappling can can put up a campaign and see who they want me to fight. You're gonna see that that's not gonna be easy. I like that no idea. Easy match, you know, but that, yeah. So definitely, uh, definitely, there's something that I really want to test myself. I, I've already been very vocal about fighting guys like you know Felipe Pena, uh, Braguinha, Lo, and all those guys. All right said that before i would love to fight those guys in this type in this type of environment you know where is where the only thing that matters is if you make the guy tap you know of course fight win for example there is a decision uh but still it's just based on who is more aggressive and who gets more the 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 combativeness of the situation you know but like i said i'm open to anything definitely uh there's no easy names for me and i'll take i'll sit down with rafael and he's going to be the one picking a good opponent for me. That's what we do. You know, we send each other names. Uh, we have a few names in mind, but uh, nothing, nothing that I can say. Oh, this is the guy that I want. You know, I guess I just want to be the guy in front of the mirror when I watch him in the morning. So far, but uh, yeah, hopefully soon we're gonna get a name. How 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 often do you think you'll be coming back and competing? Will you come back and just do a match every here and then, or you think you're you're gonna come back and really get into it? Uh, well, as I've said before, uh, one of my main goals in life is be able to one more shot and call it a day. It's a retirement tournament, pretty much. Uh, I want to do one more Worlds, uh, and I'll do, I want to do one more ADCC. Like, actually, my plans were retire on 19 for no Gi and retire this year for Gi. That was, like, as far as, like, you know, having this... I think you retire on your mind, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I can still go. And I still think I do, if I'm, if I'm in the right state of mind, I still can think I can go and fight the best. I just want to be the best as I can be at that moment. Uh, since that didn't happen, um, like I said, I think it's a process. I think starting as Gi Super Fights, and then maybe I can go into no Gi Super Fights, and then start to put in, you know, Gi tournaments until I can kind of go up the worlds where the timing is back. One thing that actually, you know, kind of working in my favor is now everyone times is off. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be fighting guys that are competing every weekend. So in a way, you know, COVID said, all right, Shange, I'm going to stop everyone. So everyone times is going to be off. So you may have a better chance 
out of that out of that situation. So, like I said, it's not a rush. It's not actually even something that's going to frustrate me if I don't do it. Um, you know, I can always just say, okay, that's it. Uh, I do want to walk away in a competition, not just send a letter and say I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, which would be fun because 2001 was my first Worlds as Black Belt. And it could be at, you know, 2021, my last world. So 20 years competing the highest level of World Championship. That could be a cool thing. Uh, my first ADCC was 2003. Uh, and maybe the last one, 2021, almost 20 years of it. So I think it will work well. It will work fine. And whatever happens, happens. But for now, I don't think I'm ever going to retire from, from competing. You know, there's Masters Worlds. You're going to watch me fighting Master 11. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not even a question. Megaton style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Raphael, you, now that uh, things are starting back up, you were, you're getting back into Jiu-Jitsu competitions. How often do you think we're going to see you? Um, hopefully fairly regularly. Um, I mean, this is, this is it. As I said, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so inspired um, especially for the gi right now. Um, if I was able to get a gi match every month, I would, uh, I'd probably do it. So, uh, we'll see how things go. Um, of course I'm, I'm getting ready to open up my Academy, uh, full on June 1st. And so, you know, I want to make sure everything's going well and, um, you know, not to put, not put too much on my plate at once, but, uh, but you know, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to, to, to turn 37, and I I want to make the most out of these next few years. Um, I still have a little bit left in the tank, and I think I can make you know make some waves um, still in jujitsu and, and grappling. Definitely want to go strong um, into ADCC next year, uh, and I'm also you know I'm not giving up on on my dream of, of coming back to to fight MMA again as well. Um, hopefully that you know, that will work out and I can get approved and, uh, and do at least one more of those to say goodbye on my own terms. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I want to make the most out of these next few years, basically do it all. But, but right now, nothing excites me more than the thought of, of, uh, competing in the G pretty regularly. So if I can do a G match every month, I'm, I'm, I'm in for it. Are you going to be, uh, you going to be with Jean G at master 11, uh, master world one day you guys gonna be there clo closing out the, the open class or something. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I I said that in our our last um, who's who's number one uh, a few weeks ago. I'll be competing for the rest of my life, one hundred percent. So, um, you know, these next few years will be my my last run of like that elite level competition, and then I'm I'm just gonna hop in every master division. Uh, <laughs> you know, at all the tournaments, I want to go back to Brazil, do do the Brasileiro as a master uh you know nice. europeans the fun stuff you know travel and just um you know still still be there with my boys and uh and enjoy and just do what i love for as long as possible rafael before we wind the clock back and uh start trading some old training stories and and get into the history of it all is there anyone at the top of your list that you want to compete against you know you you said you have a few years left in the tank a lot of guys are winding down uh their careers from your generation is there anybody that you want to get a crack at in the gi or Nogi, uh, before you decide to go on that kind of retirement tour and do the Masters thing? Um, you know, in the Gi, there's a lot. There's a lot because I haven't really been in that game, um, you know, since my last Worlds was 2014. So there's a, a lot of big challenges there uh, for sure. Um, in the grappling world, you know, I've, I've 
I still had a lot of super fights and uh, I competed in ADCC in 2017. So, um, you know, I, I managed to cross paths with with most of the best guys, at least um, in, in Nogi. Uh, but there's still a couple. So, uh, you know, definitely I'm just looking for for the challenge and, the, and, and great opportunities, um, you know, to be a part of, of, of great events. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, all the all the top guys they're all possible they're all on my radar anyone from you know 195 to to 220 uh that's they're all on my radar and uh you know right now i'm just taking it one step at a time uh nogi i feel like i'm 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 there but i'm just not as motivated for that as much uh you know i just had a match with cyborg back in january um you know i i had like tons of top nogi guys last year was Yuri and Boogie and then before that was Spriggs and Hinger and you know a lot of guys that are current Nogi world champions uh or ADCC medalists I've been I've been steady competing against them for a long time um at least in Nogi uh so right now I'm just really looking forward to the challenge of the Gi again feeling my game the the evolution that it's gone through um you know and really like just representing the the, the timeless jujitsu that um, that I believe in so much and um, and putting on a show um, that's the biggest thing for me right now as I'm coming out of quarantine it, like a, a ther- therapeutic thing for me um, and when things start to come back to normal then I'll be looking at uh, opening into more of the nogi and kind of blending and mixing things up a little more so you guys uh, you guys really pride yourselves on being complete martial artists you guys have competed and been successful in so many different rule sets, gi, no gi, and, and in different types of rule sets. I want to ask you guys what you like about the submission-only rules. Janji, you sound like you're really fond of coming back to compete submission-only. What do, you, what do you like about a submission-only rule set? Well, it's because someone has to die, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I think the, competi- uh, the, the, the competition, the way the point system in a, co- in a combat art it, it, it it's okay like you know I, sometimes they're being actually very even like uh, vocal and very against it but you know what I mean? it kind of goes away to what it's supposed to be because i'm supposed to try to finish my opponent versus try just to win you know and and, and i think that's what 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 happened you know um i can't really i can't really you know um like i said i've been a little more than asshole sometimes talking about how people don't go for submissions but um uh, that's pretty much how I train, you know, like we don't, I don't, I don't see a sweep. I don't see a point. I see a, a, a dominance. You know what I mean? Like my training for Rafael, we don't count whoever swept who we count whoever. It, I guess it only matters once someone gets a dominant position, really, you know? And I think that's why the submission only, um, you know, rule set, it's about dominance, not just about who flips who. You know, and, and my game is very oriented to that. You know, uh, if you look at my fights, I don't score more than seven points in people. You know what I mean? Nine points at the most, you know, because once I get a, a good position, it, it's about over, you know. And I think that's where, where, where the art is. You know, it's about finishing. You know, if you go in a dark alley, you either run away, you finish the guy, you don't score a point and, and stall, you know. So I think. It's just my opinion, right? Uh, because of the of the rule sets, allow people to win without going for the ultimate 
enlightenment of jiu-jitsu, which is the submission. And that's why it took away a little bit of that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's that's why I think, uh, you know, submission only is, is, at least right now, is where, is where, the, where I think that's where the, the finesse is, you know? So, you know, you can be a, a great guy that takes people down, but if you can't finish people, you don't really, you don't, you're not really doing jiu-jitsu. It's my opinion. You know, you got to be able to finish. You got to be able to finish the job, you know? And that's why going to a submission-oriented uh, rule set is good for me because I am submission-oriented and now forces my opponent to try to dominate me versus try to score on me. You know, so for him to finish me, he has to attack me in a real way, not just, you know, try to get points, you know. So that's why I think uh, for me in, in this transition to go back into point system competition is good because I think favors my style and, and until I can readapt and be able to be competitive, uh, in that environment where I think I can win, I think it needs a process. And that's why I think uh, submission is what it is. You know, if I train with Rafael when we don't tap each other, nothing happened really, you know what I mean? And, and that's what it is, you know? Like, it's very random. We train and we just flip each other. We're satisfied with this. You know, if he sweeps me, his big face is in my face, you know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm getting <laughs> screwed, you know what I mean? If I sweep him, I'm right on him. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't, we don't care about coronavirus. We ride in each other's face at all the time. You know, like uh, I see, like when people train, they get a sweep, and I can see the mindset. Oh, I score a point. Now they're moving away from what they need to do. You know what I mean? And 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 that's that's. I think that's where it goes. You know. And uh, I think uh, me, Rafael, and Saulo, we've been trying to take each other's soul for our whole <laughs> lives. You know. And I think that's where submission only is. It's just taking people's souls away. Strong imagery there, Shaji. Yeah. Ra- Raphael. <laughs> yeah, taking, taking each other's souls. R- Raphael, what do, you, what do you like about submission only? Uh, it, it's just it's straight to the point. Um, you know, it's simple. It, there's only, only one thing that should be on your mind. You know, the, the referee, the the way they're going to score or call like the restarts and this and that negatives and advantages. Uh, I, you know, back at the end of my jujitsu career, I was, I was pretty vocal about my frustrations with the, the scoring system. I even had a podcast uh, for a little while called save jujitsu. And um, you know, I, I got a little, little, like I said, I was, I was a little vocal. I was frustrated and I, uh, I got a little emotional about it here and there. Uh, and then I said, you know what? I'm just going MMA. Like, I just, I'd rather just fight for real. Um, you know, your destiny is, is much more in your own hands in, in MMA. They lock the, the cage doors and that's it. It's do or die. Um, you know, and, uh, and that's what I love about, you know, one of the things that I love about MMA is, uh, is that element to it. You know, um, it, it's, it's more raw. It's more pure. And, and I think that's what submission only does. It, it makes it more pure. Um, of course, with fight to win, they, they do make a decision. And, um, you know, every now and then you might not agree with the decision that they make. Um, there is still a little bit of an element of, of um, you know, uh, opinion in, involved in there. 
but uh, but for the most part, it's 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 pretty cut and dry, um, and it, it's keeping the spirit, the real spirit of jujitsu alive. Um, you know, especially the way that that Shanji and I like to play. You know, going back to what he's talking about with our training sessions, I mean, I would say unless unless we're like in a specific camp, you know, uh, back in the day when we were competing in the worlds, um, you know, and it's it's the month before and, and we're in camp training for the worlds, you know, uh, of course, those moments we, we have a clock. But I will, I will say, man, probably. 80 85 percent of our training in, in nearly these last 20 years there's never been a clock there's never been a clock uh, you know and we've had rounds incredible literally like you guys would pay big big money to watch these <laughs> rounds i wish i had them on film we would go for nearly an hour uh it was not uncommon for us to go and train 45 minutes close to an hour straight just trying to tap each other. Um, that's all that, that mattered to us, you know, and that's where the learning starts, you know, is like once, once one of us gets put in a bad position, um, you know, the, you can't hide your, your weaknesses anymore. Um, and so we've always trained that way. And, uh, and that's the real spirit of it. And, and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't count in, until there's a sub and, or we just both look at each other and we're like, okay, all right, that's good. I had enough. And we literally, sometimes we won't even say anything. We're just like, oh, okay, give each other a hug. And it's like, okay, that's it. That's it. We got to stop. Otherwise we're going to just die. But, um, but you know, that, that's what I grew up in. Um, that's how it's been my whole life. When I first started training jujitsu, we, I didn't even know that there was a sport of jujitsu. It was just about combat and self-defense. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see the amount the, the sport has grown um, and all the opportunity that it's provided for the athletes. Um, but I definitely, I mean, that's another reason, another motivating factor for me to be competing in the gi is just to, to try to express and, and show this style uh, of jujitsu, um, that's very direct. And, um, you know, th there's never a thought in my mind of ever holding any, anybody, you know, or waiting for a clock to run out. Uh, nothing like that. A lot of the best performances I've had, you see me, you know, getting subs in the final minute, 30 seconds, you know, it's like, it's just go until, you know, like, I, like, like Shanji said, like you, you, you try to, to take their soul, their spirit, you know, when you get that sub, it's like, you've absorbed their, it's almost like Highlander, you know, like you cut their head off and now all their energy is now yours. You know what I mean? And until that happens, I don't think you, you really ever won. You know, it's like it should just you should just keep going, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's why I'm, I, I love sub only. It's simple. It's direct. And uh, and, you know, you can just focus on that uh, on on the the, the pure element of jujitsu and not points time advantages you know did i make the wrong grip by accident and get a negative and now or whatever like all that stuff is like it's too much yeah for sure uh so yeah i mean i want to hear about your guys training now it sounds uh like you guys got some great training stories i'd imagine first let's just have i'll have you both describe the other one what it's like to train with them so janji what, what what's it like to roll with lovato <laughs> 
Well, there were phases, you know. I can um, I can say there yeah. was phases because uh, Rafael really, when he started training me, I was going to my, you know, to, I was getting into my best. You know what I mean? Sanji kicked of... my ass. Come on, <laughs> he kicked my ass so bad, guys. He made he made me feel like I had never, like I didn't know anything. There, there is one day as particular. He probably would. He probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. Or I, I got a little too emotional, and I I regret it to this day. I I was a, I was a bit of a baby, but um, you know he 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 made me feel like so. I was like a white belt, and I was already wearing a black belt. You know, uh, no no one ever has done to me what Shanji used to do to me. Nah, but uh, yeah, like I said, it's uh, okay, Rafael. Just want to make me feel good since I made <laughs> him feel good at the beginning. So, um, yeah, because it was a process, you know, he came in very raw, uh, a lot of you know, very like I said, very a lot of good skills, a lot of good attacks, super flexible, frustrating me a lot. Uh, type of game that you know, Sal is not, you know, he's not that type of guy that flows, you know, so. And, and and also because of that, because Rafael really trained, you know, that's the thing I really liked about him is that I know he wanted to win training with me, you know, which is natural at his time, you know, but he never really held on, you know what I mean? That was something like the reason maybe that I kick his ass so much is because he tried very hard, you know what I mean? So, so wasn't because he was not doing what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? He really go for it. If you would see a Kimura temp, he would go for it. He saw sweep, he went for it. And 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 of course when you open yourself like that, you leave space, you know, to get yourself kicked. But throughout the years that window it turned like very small, uh, which is part of the evolution, which you know I'm very proud to have helped him that now it's for me, when I train him, it frustrates me because I don't see gaps. You know what I mean? I try to go into little holes where they don't exist. You know, and and, and of course, if even if you look at our body types, it's like the evolution. You know, Sal is short and stacky. I'm still kind of stacky, but I'm longer. And now Rafael is super longer. You know, and if you look at his pressure passing system and all that stuff, you know, it's, it's everything that he collected. He put his own little touch in it. And make even better, you know. So now we have all those those aspects of it. But of course, you know, like I said, in the beginning it was brutal, and then now it's brutal for me. And now he taught Victor Hugo, and now it's getting even more brutal for me. And and it, it's fun for me because, in a way, you know, psychologically speaking, I remember when I started to train with Saulo, uh, you know, it was the same thing. You know, he wasn't his best, and I was a purple belt. I remember when I was able to defend myself and survive, for me, that was a win. You know, that means, okay, he's not doing anything to me. Until, which I think is was Rafael process too, you know. Until, okay, now I'm not only defending, but now I'm getting something going on. Now I'm almost getting something going on until the fact that I'm actually getting something on, you know what I mean? And sustaining that situation. And uh, even yesterday, you know what I mean? I trained with Victor Hugo. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, was just, I, was just, I was just happy that I survived certain situations. You know what I mean? I was able to actually do some bolos and do some fancy, fancy looking movements, you know? And uh, yeah, and I think that's where it goes, you know? And I think uh, Rafael has such a big respect for me 
uh, their Eastern sessions that I feel that he could give it back everything I did to me, uh, but he's kind enough not to. You know, I think the respect, of course, if he sees something, he will catch me, but uh, has always been, has never been like a, a choke on the mouth that, you know, maybe there is few, you know what I mean? But we always try to like, you know, I never want to choke him on his eye just to get a tap, you know, I think uh, because we choke. So yeah, the, you know, the, 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 the forearm rubbing is something that's always going to be there. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's a wave, you know what I mean. Of course, he's he's in the wave right now, and I've been getting my ass kicked over and over. But I don't take this as a bad thing. I take this as me beating myself in a different body. That's how I like to think about it. And uh, and also, which is funny, that my whole, which is not funny, is destiny. Which that's why I say he's a champion in my heart because. Uh, I only really started winning in Black Bell when we started trade together. So pretty much uh, 2001, 2002, and three, I didn't win really win much uh, as far as uh, as anything. Um, you know, I had like a Pan American Championships and things like that. But in 2004, that's when Rafael moved to Brazil and we trained together. And and that 2004, one of my best years. Uh, he was a uh, such a key element for my training to beat Jefferson. Um, you know, like I said, he had all the game that really bugged me, you know, that really made me, uh, gave me a hard time. So, uh, pretty much my whole career as a black belt, we, we had, we have always been together. You know, we have always been helping each other. We have always been there for each other, uh, changing seats. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll piss him off. Sometimes he would piss me off. Actually, I would be more pissing off, you know, picking on him and things like that. Uh, but, uh, it's all comes to the point when you need that, you know what I mean? Such as, for example, he had to fight his uh, his Bellator fight. I think he had to suck all of that from somewhere, you know what I mean? And I think all those, all this process, it, it comes to a, to a point that you're going to use somehow, you know? And definitely the wave now that, you know, he's capable of smashing me more and catching me and Victor Hugo, I think I'm going to, I'm going to turn that into a fuel. Not just as I'm sucking, you know what I mean? I cannot think that I'm sucking. I think that I, I did a great job by helping those guys to be better, you know what I mean? So, and, and that's how I see, you know what I mean? I don't see training training. We kick each other's ass and we go until we look at each other's and we laugh and that's about it, you know? That's that's how it usually goes. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fun because it's someone that's not going to hurt you even though we, we hurt each other a few times. Um, you know, which which happened because we only train with each other, so uh, that's just how it goes. You know, but uh, but yeah, it's it's brutal. You know, getting punched in the face by him, it's not fun. <laughs> you know, it was even weird. It was even weird. First time we were like sparring, we were like, are we, are we really like punching each other right now? <laughs> you know, so it's it's like I said, it's a process. You know, it's ups and downs. But uh, what's important is the love that we train each other. It's actually the the real training, you know what I mean? I don't try to baby him. He doesn't try to baby me. He doesn't try to win a training session. You know, we try to literally get the better at each other with the utmost respect, you know, and I think that's the truth. That's why, uh, you know what I mean? No matter what happened, we always going to be there to one another because there's no ego here, you know what I mean? He has his, 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 his path. I have my path. Mingle them, you know what I mean? He cooks for me one day, and I cook for him another day, and that's how life goes. All right, so uh, 
pass it over to you, Raphael. Now, it uh, wait, is Raphael frozen up again? He. All right, we lost uh, Raphael again. All right, well, we uh, I guess I can talk shit about him now. <laughs> yeah, let's get the real stuff going we'll here, Jean. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have him call in in a minute. Uh, so, Janji, while uh, while we're waiting on him, let's hear about Solo. What's it like rolling with Solo? We got Raphael back. All right, Raphael, you didn't miss I'm, anything. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what happened. Ah, I don't worry. Try to come right back. We've uh, we've, we've we've dealt with so many nightmares doing this that this this is nothing. This, this is, is easy. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> we've we've just straight up lost people in the middle of the show. But uh, so uh, what's it like? Uh, what, what's your experience been like throughout your career rolling with Shanji? Then you guys have spent so much time training together. So let me just say, you know, Shanji was talking uh, for a second about how early on how he used to get beat up by Solo. I, I think I'm probably one of the only people out there that consistently for several years um, got beat up by both of them <laughs> uh, and, and had to experience that, uh, especially back in the days in, in Toledo, Ohio, when it was literally just the three of us. Ooh, those were some some tough, tough days for me. Um, but, uh, man, as far as, as far as Shanji goes, I mean, for me, he has, you know, like right up there with Haja, of course, they're, they're to me, they're, they're, they're two of the same, uh, the, the, the same coin, um, you know, the most technically efficient, like, I, I don't want to say it's hard not to say perfect. Like, it's like the way it's supposed to be done. That's how Shanji does it. Uh, in fact, I mean, he, he he can make it look too easy. Like, and I and I think that and for a little while it had a negative impact um, on his performance because he could literally like, eh, I'll go out there and I'll beat this guy with fifty percent. You know, uh, he didn't have to show a hundred percent. You know, he could literally get into a a final and say, okay, now I'm gonna go hundred percent. You know. Um, he, he, he doesn't really make mistakes. There's not, you know, th there's no, it's hard to complete a move. Um, maybe you kind of get past his guard, you make him turtle, but you didn't get the pass. You try to take his back. Good luck. Good luck. The best back defense ever, 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 hundred percent. Uh, and then next thing you know, you try to take his back, and you you landed on bottom out of it. Now you're on bottom, and as soon as he gets to one good spot on you, it's over. You're done. You know, like, and you know, it it, it just it never ceases to amaze me. It never ceases to amaze me how he can sit back, not make any grips, you know, and just frame and just use his elbows and be comfortable in every situation. And then all of a sudden, um, okay, I put I make my grip, and now boom cross choke from the bottom of of open guard or half guard or something you know and you're just like what like what you just made me tap from that you know and it's like whenever he decides he wants to get it he can get it you know uh close guard don't get me started you don't want to be there uh you know of course he has a lot of pressure um but uh just the technique the the technical flawlessness of everything he does you know, and, and it's crazy because he's actually a much better athlete than what I think people would give him credit for. Like if you say, oh, the list of of the top 
five or ten athletic guys in jujitsu, Shanji's probably not on that list. But he can move. He can move so well, so um, fluid, you know, uh, and very athletic, uh, like gymnastic style. Uh, he's a great swimmer. He knows how to breathe. Like he's str- much stronger than what you may think, um, you know. And so I don't know. He's just like he's got it all, man. Um, he doesn't make mistakes. The the power that he can create with his elbows is something. I mean, like I said, he he he. It still to this day, I learned so much from him, and uh, he inspired me in, in so many ways with the direction of my game, um, and understanding of of um, you know just efficiency and, and positioning and, and defense. You know, um, I don't think there is a better defensive person or guard guard retention guard recovery person uh, that's ever existed. Um, you know, and, and made me fall in love with that stuff, you know, uh, where normally like, you know, it's, it's not the sexy stuff, right? The sexy stuff is the submissions, the, the beautiful passes or sweeps or whatever. Shanji made me fall in love with the defense because I was just like, how can I get to some of these spots? And, and I feel more uncomfortable than what he does, you know, and that's how well he knows how to position himself defensively and uh and make it seem easy to escape you know um these positions that would normally none of us would want to be in and uh and and he made me fall in love with it and really have an appreciation for it and adopt it into my game my style um to where now i feel very comfortable as well in a lot of bad positions um you know i could go on and on but there for me i mean he's complete he has every every element of the game he, he, he not only can do, but he does it at the highest level. All right, so you guys came up, you know, getting beat up by Solo, obviously, and then beating up on each other. And then now you guys got this young monster on the team, Victor Hugo. What's it like rolling <laughs> with this guy? Fourth chain oh. in the evolution here. What's it like, John? You're training with him a lot out there in San Diego, right? Uh, well, it, 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 it kind of like, I think with Victor, uh, what is he doing right now? I think his, his biggest uh, challenge is going to be understand how big he is. You know, his presence. You know, he, uh, it's something that actually I'm going to take away from from Rafael, uh, which he put it very well. You know what I mean? He needs to understand his presence. You know, that's when, because he's such a humble kid, you know what I mean? He's such a great character, um, you know, super well-educated, you know what I mean? But sometimes in jiu-jitsu, you need to kind of lose that a little bit and know and know how big you are. You know, um, it's become more terrible because he, 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 even though he's big, and uh, sometimes I would really, I would get more concerned when he fights little guys because he would move so much and because he's so big, you know, like the kids could move around him and that would kind of like an issue on him. But now I'm teaching him how to kind of like being very systematic about it. You know what I mean? Like how to like use his weight more, how he puts his presence more, how he uses his ribs more, how to really use more connect his body a little better you know what i mean and, and really it's pretty much i'm just tightening up his game you know what i mean he's uh he's very loose he likes to pass a lot of flowy you know and i and, and i'm teaching him and i'm and i'm forcing him into slow that down a little in being a little more like you know okay take your time uh you know you don't have to move so much uh even yesterday yesterday was amazing you know we're, we're doing 
we were training and then he got me in a position. I was like, okay, I, I kind of like hesitated for a second to see. Dude, he was right on. Like, you know what I mean? He capitalized it. He went for the smash. I defended. He crossed the knee and I took a time. He came straight to the mound, you know, so he's getting the uh, the vibe, you know, to, to like, uh, I guess I got to mention even Hodger, you know what I mean? Just putting the way out there and be able to understand how that goes, you know. He's way more in tune with his physique. He's a little more, he understands more how his body moves and and how he can fill up spaces being so big okay i guess that's 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 what we're working on and like i said man like uh you know i'm happy if i get smashed i'll be very delighted once he's like i said yesterday was very interesting uh we're we haven't trained for for a little bit of time because he was in la quinta i was doing some other stuff and it was very terrifying you know what i mean i was like yeah you know terrifying but good because I was like, that's what I'm talking about. And he keeps doing this. <laughs> and now he, he came back from Oklahoma and he does this this pass that Lovato does on me, which I'm not going to say which one it is, that I hate when he does on me. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like he, it, it's, 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 it's funny because you can have like 15,000 positions on your arsenal, but you're going to have that one that's going to fit into somebody. You know what I mean? And he, he, Rafael has this little combination he does that he times my movement very well, and it's usually it's that one, and he catches me. And uh, the other day, I think yesterday was even a little different because he went for the Lovato one, and I defended it. When I saw the only thing that was moving was my eyes, you know what I mean? I was like, God damn it. But I loved it, you know what I mean? Like I said, I have no ego. I see it as something that is going to pay forward, you know what I mean, a year. Like I said, you know, if I'm going to fight Worlds, and I have to be smashed by the arguably the future number one in the world. I'll be happy for that. You know what I mean? I don't see as me getting worse. I just see as that I have one more time have helped someone to achieve their goals. And I take that as example because it's just training. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I can be smashed by Rafael and uh, and Victor Hugo my whole training camp because I know I'm gonna go up the worlds. I'm gonna win anyway. So it, it doesn't matter. You know. So. It's become terrifying. I'm a uh, lighter. Like, I'm like, what? Vitor's like 250 now, and I'm 205. So it's 40 pounds more. So, like I said, he's a gentle giant, and, uh, and it's become scary. And I think uh, once scary. he gets a l- yeah, it is scary. You know what I mean? Especially when his pimples start to bleed, it's even, it's even <laughs> uglier. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it is what it is, you know. Uh, like I said, I, I'm happy about it. I'm happy to be smashed, you know what I mean? I was waiting for those moments, you know, because for many years in my career, I'm usually like, you know, the top dog in the mat. But uh, it just feels good that I have some guys that are going to kick my ass, you know, with so much respect and make me feel alive. You know what I mean? It's good to feel that fear, you know what I mean? Like how I was mentioning about my game, you know, that – I might be very comfortable around anyone else, but with those guys, I'm not comfortable at all. So, uh, because, you know, they, they, they got that from me. They can beat that and we evolve. And for sure, uh, in a training camp, if I'm able to stop them, I can stop anyone else. So I'm just happy and I can't wait to see Victor Hugo just smash people. Yeah, before things uh, shut down, he was on a roll. He beat, obviously, Tap Cyborg at Nogi Worlds and he beat uh, Marigali at who's number one. So those are. Two huge matches. Rafael, you had him out at your academy for a little while uh, a couple months ago, right? Yeah, he's visited me uh, 
uh, let's see, twice or three, two, two or three times now. Um, I helped him prepare for ADCC last year. Um, and every time he comes, he's here for at least a, a, a week. Well, usually it's more like 10 days, 10 days, um, uh, maybe even a little more. And, uh, you know, for, for him, I'm just trying to just guide him a little bit, um, show him the routine. You know, I think uh, I have one of the one of the best keys for my career is my routine and and the way I, I structure my day and my process, um, everything that I do, you know, to train and be at my best. Um, and you, are you guys there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we got can you. hear you. We got you. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. You froze, but uh, uh, we hear you, we so hear keep going. Fine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just keep going. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just try to show him the routine and, uh, and just give him some guidance. Um, you know, for me, he's kind of like, he's kind of like phase four, you know, there's solo influencing Shanji and then both of them influencing me. And then I had, I had Popolo as my student who also spent a lot of time with, uh, Shanji and solo and, and Popolo is also very big. Um, you know, bigger than all of us. And now, now we have Victor, you know, who's <laughs> even more big. Um, but similar, similar things that, that we're trying to do, help him understand his presence, use his weight uh, more because he flows, he moves like a lightweight, you know, and that's what I think is going to make him super dangerous down the line is when he can do both, um, you know, with his size, the angles and the movement that he has. And then when he decides to say, no, you don't get to move now. Now I'm going to boom. I'm going to shut you down. I'm going to be heavy and kind of manhandle a little more, uh, you know, when we work on his his wrestling and, and his conditioning and everything. Uh, man, he's he's going to be dangerous. It, but the thing that was already standing out to me is because we – we spent a, a good amount of time together. Um, I was in San Diego in California, uh, in January and, uh, helped him with some things. And then he was here, uh, for my grand opening and he was already like different. And then from the first week to the second week, it was <laughs> like, you know, he's in that phase now where it's like every day he's, he's better and better. He's just a sponge. You know, he's young, he's hungry, um, and, and really that's he's going to be Shanji and I's secret weapon because he's going to keep us young and keep us sharp, keep us hungry. Nice. Um, and it's, it's so great to have that vibe around us. We're running a little bit low on time, so let's jump into a, a match here, do a little bit of a breakdown on some classic Lovato Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, I'm talking about an old fight to win match you had against Tanner Rice. This is the one where we watched it with Shanji before, and he said that uh, he's – Passing like a wet blanket here, I believe. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Got... Man, this is a. Uh, I think I was even at. But this is in San Francisco. This is all the way back. I think this is fight. No, this is, Oklahoma. is it Oklahoma? This is, this okay. is Oklahoma? Okay, I, I wasn't there yeah. then. Yeah, but I remember this match very clearly. We could skip uh, for uh, like a minute or so. Okay. Six, maybe even more. It, I think I was in his guard for like six, seven minutes before I finally got in. Got <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, 2016. I was I managed to go undefeated this year um, in gi, no gi, and MMA. Uh, but he was um, Tanner was like really on fire at this point, um, doing very well in all the tournaments. This is when he started he started getting to the finals against low all the time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that was a good yeah, year for him. Yeah, yeah, going right into a knee cut there. Yeah, he's uh, so flexible. Uh, I saw a picture after 
on on social media on Instagram, and he had both his feet behind his head when he was backstage warming up, stretching. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. That's why <laughs> you can lasso so so good. Yeah. yeah great guard for a, a heavyweight editor for sure. So yeah. A, a guard like a little guy. Yeah, very flexible. Yeah, I could feel the wiry legs. Um, trying to just the view here. Yeah, really wiry. A lot of lassos. I'm always, you see my hand coming outside right away. Just making sure, trying not to get put in too, too deep of a lasso. And, and just being heavy, trying to lean, be on my toes, lean on those legs a lot. Be uncomfortable, make it uncomfortable, make it, you know, make them legs get tired. And this is where it takes some time, you know, so much of, uh, a passing guard is is making the person tired, and so it, it takes some time, especially a guard like this. For sure. And my and my style of passing, uh, you know, um, sometimes the guys are a little more explosive. I'm just a little more of a slow, methodical, and so I have to kind of put the work in for a little while before I get to where I want to be. You think you sort of make them carry your weight a little bit in that open guard, and it wears them wears them down. Yeah, yeah. I remember there being a point in this match where I could, I started to really hear him breathe. I think he made a couple sounds, like just like a, like a, uh, like a uh, type of a sound, you know. And um, two minutes in, not to even one submission attempt. He's not pulling the arm. He's not plotting. <laughs> like, like yeah. Did you see? Like, okay. He's he, of course. I know it's hard. You know, you don't want to be reckless in it, but. You know what I mean? Like he just lassoing and, and, and holding on, but that's gonna pay off when the weight, you know, and Rafael gets break of this. What's it feel like when when Rafael is putting uh, the pressure on your open guard, leaning forward like that, Janji? Uh, well, depends when he's eating a lot of burgers and good steaks, <laughs> or he's cutting weight. You know, it's all depends. You know, uh, it, it's like I said, man. He has so much long limbs. You know, uh, it reminds a lot of Hoger. Uh, in many senses, you know, because, like I said, he understands his presence, like how big he is, you know, and he can use more of his, you know, square footage of his body into make weight, you know, it's, it's terrible because once you, if you push and then you, you're in the end of your push and then it's still there. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. I see you're always driving uh, forward. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. My, my goal really for the most part is to get to the person's half guard. If I, I feel that if I can make it to their half guard, um, you know, especially someone as flexible as Tanner, if I can be in the half guard, the flexibility will go away. And, um, and Mikey, uh, you right. heard that before, didn't you, Mike? Yeah. What's the, what, what, what do you call the position, Janji, when you lock your hands up there? I can't remember, uh, the name you no, had I was for. talking about uh, yeah. I was talking to Ma when Mike was here in, in in San Diego. I told him if if I get in anyone's half guard ever, the fight's over. Yeah, he did tell me that. I love that quote. Yeah, yeah. That that's where I think we really kind of um, are a bit different than most because we we love to mount so much, and so when we get to half guard, we're just one step away from mounting, and um, and a lot of people they're just not used to being mounted they're not used to being flattened and and feel um 
you know, that pressure. And so their, their defenses, their frames, their abilities to create space in those situations is not really there. Um, but you know, I, I was, I I was really getting close to some of my spots there. Tanner was recovering really well. Uh, he was off balancing me and, and, and getting his legs back in and throwing that lasso back in. Um, you're relentless. You're probably wearing him out, right? And, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, but he was, he was definitely frustrating me too. There, I remember there being a moment like, man, I can't, I can't get all the way in. And, uh, and thinking that in my head, you know, um, but even at, yeah, at this point, it, like even if nothing else happened, you would be the, the referee decision winner because you're the one really pushing the pace so far. You're really going after his guard. Like if you're somebody that knows jujitsu and is watching this. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. This this is what I do. A lot of knee cuts, a lot of, you know, side smash, trying to find a moment to fall into the half guard if I can. And that, that's where I eventually do um, get to the mount was from there. This is this is my last gi match in Fight to Win. Uh, this is when I won the title, actually, that I'm defending this weekend. Um, <laughs> you're, you're defending pound. the title. <laughs> wow. You've, you've held that title yeah. for a while. <laughs> what a, yeah, what yeah. But, uh, I know. It's funny. Most of their – they have a 220 as well. Here you force here, here's guard. where it is. Yeah. This, this is where it is. Uh, yeah, I got in right here huh? driving the knee over. And I like, to, I like to sit this way facing the legs. Um, so that way my right knee is, is in position to drive right for the mount, but he still has a bit of a lasso grip. So I come down and I grab my hand right here to break the grip. And this is when I, now I broke the grip. Now I'm, now I'm going, going over immediately put the threat on the neck. So now it's like, there's a double threat. He has to stop the mount and worry about his neck at the same time. And, um, and this is this yeah. is where I finish finish the job. Yeah, brother. You mentioned nice. how much you guys like the mount. Do you think that's sort of becoming a lost art with everybody being so focused on the back? Uh, you think you yeah, don't see too 100%. many mount specialists? It, it, it's a longer path, you know. It, it, it's a lot easier to to try to get to um, someone's back, you know, especially with the leg drags systems that are out there now, and 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 you can. When you're playing guard, you don't even have to come up for the sweep anymore. You know, you can try to drag in the process or, or just, you know, beer and bolo straight to the back. Um, so there's not as much passing. And most of the passing is definitely more outside, um, running around um, style, jumping around. There's a lot more athletic style passing. And it takes him to the side. And then, and then you know, in my opinion, it's, it's so much easier to escape side control than what it is the mount. Um, and so it's just a longer a longer process, you know, that, that it, it takes a lot of time to develop. And so, uh, you're not going to get any quick gains out of it. Um, it's going to take years. And if you're trying to win tournaments right now, you know, you're probably better off, um, you know, working some of the, the other routes. Um, cause it's just, you're, you're, you have so much, so much to overcome as far as getting inside their guard, uh, like to half guard or, to side control and then mounting, not letting them escape, not letting them recover. Um, you know, your defense uh, going up against their defenses. There's, there's a lot more involved, uh, where, you know, it's, it's definitely easier to just look for the back, uh, make them turtle and look for the back. Um, you know, but I, I, for me, that's what I feel like I need to keep, keep that style alive. Um, and, uh, and represent that every time I'm, I'm on the stage. 
Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and roll a second match. This is Janji. This is two mm-hmm. of my favorite matches from ADCC 2017 involved you. Yeah, you you showed up. You you were one of the highlights of this. Tur- this was a badass tournament, and you were one of the highlights yeah. of the tournament to me, dude. Like, uh, cause I mean, it was just like no offense, but how old were you? Thirty six, thirty seven at this point. I was thirty six. Yeah, and you know, of course, at thirty six, just like Tanquino last year, people sort of count you out, and you went toe to toe with Gordon and Buchecha. You know, probably two of the three best guys at the entire tournament, and and it was a war. What talk about this one a little bit, Janji? Well, how old is Gordon there? Like 21, probably? Yeah, yeah, 20 or 21. Well, I just want to see you give me a 36-year-old Gordon when I'm 21. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that fight actually uh, – actually fighting him and Craig was, uh, was, uh, was something really good. As, as natural of me, first five minutes, I don't really – you know, I don't really care much. Uh, Gordon does something that I hate when Rafael does it is because Gordon is, 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 is kind of tall and it kind of impressed me a little bit how tall he is and how how long he can make himself if you look at him uh, it really impressed me like he's connected you know like he's really going for it uh, I'm fairly comfortable there it's not something that really bugs me people there because it, it, it really he really took a while the textbook of all, all we do you know what I mean when I watch him on the top I, I can see a lot of Lovato in it a lot of my game in it. So he's really smart, you know, like I can't, I can't say that. Uh, one thing about fighting him and Craig, and that's the difference what, I, what I've mentioned before about being a specialist, you know what I mean? That's all they do. You know, they do 365 days of the year, no gi. We do four weeks, you know, and that really, it really, um, you know, really pinned out for him and that match, I think. Um, you know, I, I don't see he's moving, he's doing his thing. Uh, a lot of his, I wasn't really too concerned about his leg attacks. Uh, but yeah, so far it's just normal exchange. Uh, he's moving, which was, was good for me because I want to wear him out anyway. Uh, I'm just confident had that he was going to not do anything. I mean, see, he's insisting on that, uh, you know, risk control, kind of awkward uh, position. Um, yeah, just uh, pretty much my biggest mistake here, I think, is not really sitting up so much. You know, I'm too passive into that, you know, uh, controlling his uh, his his heel. You know what I mean? Uh, this is something that uh, I kind of changed a little bit from that tournament. It's being able to work more my butterfly game, you know. Boom. Didn't really got what I wanted from there. And I think one of the biggest mistakes on that match was uh, I wasn't aware of the five-minute call. So he was, I think, the biggest... Ah, I should have gone for that one right there. Yeah. You know, I was hesitating a little bit. Yeah, but like I said, I can't, you know, like I said, um, Gardens is, 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 you know, he's, he's smart. Uh, he plays smart. And uh, I see a lot of similarities in in our games. You know what I mean? As far as top position and bottom position. Yeah, that shin over the thigh um, kind of staple passing game that he, he was using. That's a lot of what I like to do as well. 
Yeah, he calls it a float pass, but it's really similar to what I think you refer to as headquarters position. Is that, is that right? Kind of what yeah. he's doing there? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a variation of headquarters um, that uh, that I like to use, especially when no when it's no gi and you don't have grips because then you can you can um, inhibit their movement by stapling them and you can reach their head and reach their wrists like what he was doing and you can find a lot of submissions off of it. Yeah, so, yeah. Shanji is really comfortable <laughs> under there because that's that's been our training for the last you know ten ten plus years. Yeah, that's where my mistake was. You know, yeah, there's like here. what thirty seconds to the end. That's my mistake. I come up thirty seconds to the end to the ah. to the point. See now that that's that's when I when I looked at the clock, I'm like, what did I just fucking do? You know what I mean? Like I was supposed to be on the bottom to play that strategy. Uh, got me a little like took me like a minute to not get frustrated, you know. But like I said, his timing, you know, even him and uh, and Craig. Um, I got to give them that, you know, just the timing, um, his butterfly game was a little better than I expected. Uh, I gotta tell you that usually those positions I'm like better off of them. Yeah. I think he has, uh, the best, the best Nogi butterfly guard. Um, you know, that I've, I mean, like, of course, Marcelo is up there, but, uh, Gordon is his Nogi butterfly is, one of the best for sure. I really and, do uh, love watching yeah, the game. And, uh, and like I said, he does very well at uh, using his sheen and his shields. You know what I mean? If you if you go back at him and Bushesha, was all diamonds there, man. He 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 anticipates the frame really well. Look, his hand is already front. He turns into the hook, and usually I'm pretty comfortable on going on that side or whatever side to get on top. So I always felt that um as soon as I, like usually there it, it's it's a go-go you know um i think i'm like hesitating you know yeah because if you look at a bunch of my fights once i get to that to butterfly position i'm able to to get people in and boom see i'm changing sides smashing boom it's a lot of timing you know his timing is just uh it's just way better than mine uh and even with the craig jones you know after that when i lost to him and i fought craig i just felt my timing it's off and and since that tournament i i i have to make sure i put at least one or two nogi sessions a week you know uh all my 52 adcc fights i pretty much just take the gi off four weeks prior you know what i mean i do yeah. zero I do zero like uh, formal nogi training a week, you know. If you put it that way, you know, and uh, you gotta give to the guy. You know what I mean? The guy um, has shown that he's definitely one of the best at nogi, uh, if not. And uh, my whole problem here is my whole timing. You know, every time I put my hand on him, he had something for me. You know, and really frustrated me. Uh, but again, my defense is there. It's not something. You know, he's attacking, he's attacking, but, you know, it's nothing that really aggravates me. Yeah. Um, and like I said, just managing the distance, even 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 Donahue, like, he, he posted something this week about it. So, you've won 99 kilograms a couple times. This this year, you came back at 88 kilograms. When you come back in 2021, you think you're going to go 88 or 99? 
Oh yeah, eighty-eight for sure. Yeah. Um, like I'm I said, the ninety-nine man. Yeah, <laughs> like I, you know, me and Rafael, Rafael been struggling for so many years. Um, you know, just watching him lose weight. Uh, for those things was there, especially the way they do nowadays. Uh, I think it's very unfair. They're waiting on Sunday. I can't understand yeah. Friday night, Saturday morning, but Sunday morning just sucks because now, um, you know, for example, um, you can't recover. Back, like, for example, when I came back for, from, for that day, I could be way more hydrated, way more, you know, I could have had a way better dinner. Uh, I could have fought him maybe a little better. You know what I mean? I had a huge breakfast to try to compensate, which it was a big mistake. Um, you know, and, and that's how it goes. And then I could have way more energy to fight this because uh, Rafael know we do pretty much argue the same diet process where we have huge meals at night so we can be fresh for the morning. And it's like 10 in the morning, you know? So I just think the weighing on Sunday is very, is very bad. So... It sounds like 2021, we might see uh, John G88, Rafael 99, and Victor Hugo over 99, huh? Is that the plan? Yeah, that's the plan. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no secret on that. You know, I think even this year, uh, Mateus and, 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 and uh, Craig was, was amazing. Uh, like I said, Craig is going on a roll. But like I said, I have a whole year to prepare myself. Uh, you know, I just can see... Even those approach, they're so bad. <laughs> I'm mean, looking right now. I have never watched this fight. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just hard to like. Like I said, the timing. You know, I'm I'm using my hands so much. You know, I can't really get a good like knee cutting. You know, setup going. I mean, you're, you're, usually you're, when I, you're being pretty hard on yourself. Gordon tapped Tommy Lowe and Keenan in this bracket. You went toe to toe with well, him. This is basically a dead yeah, match. The, yeah, yeah. I, I thought Shanji even. When it goes to overtime, all the shots you were taking, I thought I thought you deserved the decision. Yeah, let's skip yeah, forward to the overtime when it starts. It's just it's just hard the the, the rule in the EDCC. Like uh, for example, do you know how, how he took me down on the on the first five minutes? That's what they said. They said, "Say why did you give the the match to him?" I can't understand. Maybe overtime he was he was like walking forward, but I was the one doing shots. So what was the thing? And 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 then one of the guys said, "Well." He took you down before five minutes, so yeah. they just they just need to come into like even the Rafael match him and Pena. You know what I mean? They they gave Pena warning, but they gave Pena the decision. It, it makes no sense. Like it gets to a point of like words are really happening. You know what I mean? Because mm. I know like you know okay, he's gonna go. He's gonna you know be the young boy, and I'm gonna take my time. And and he never really touched my leg. Really, I don't remember him doing anything. I shot to him maybe two or three times. Um, and that's about it. You know? Took your shirt like, off before the overtime. Classic well, ADCC move, I, taking I, your I, shirt I, off. Well, uh, that's a Shanji after, move too. <laughs> after I regretted a little bit because I felt that two times that I got his leg, he was able to take it off. So I kind of regret taking the shirt off. I just thought, all right, if you're gonna come to a wrestling match, um, let's go for it. You know, but of course I have to take my time. You know. It's pretty much a, a counterattack strategy. Rafael, were you in his corner but, for this one? No, I, I was uh, getting ready to go on the next mat. Um, okay. I, our, our wrestling coach was there helping out, but you know he's not a hundred percent familiar with the ADCC rules, and 
course, all the jiu-jitsu positions, he was really just there to coach us through the wrestling aspects. Um, and so we, we didn't have a, a good st- strategical coach there. Uh, he was there, like I said, to help us with the wrestling and just give us some good vibes. So, Rafael, it sounds like you thought that Zanji deserved the decision after this overtime. Is that is that what you think, looking back on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, of course, the their judging criteria is so, um, like, confusing. It, I don't know. It's not always consistent. Um, and, and every now and then they talk about how they, they're ruling the whole match and what happens in the first five. And it's like, well, if it goes to overtime, I think that's, that's everyone agreeing that there was no winner in the beginning and it was dead even. And the real winner is going to be decided from the overtime and picking anything that happened in the first five minutes, I think is really unfair because in the first five minutes, you're, you're promoting us to be reckless and not care by not counting points you know, and, and, and having us just look for submissions. And so it, it's a little confusing at times, but I thought when overtime was over, I thought uh, Shanji had won this match and, and deserved it from the overtime. Yeah, you got on the leg right there. There you go. So you, you got in. Yeah. Hey, guys, I, I'm going to have to cut out. I have a Yeah, we're just about done. Need, need we, we, can, we, can, we can actually just go ahead and cut this because we already watched basically all of this. We're already over our time anyways, too. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, we, we can go ahead and cut the video before they kick us out of the studio. Rafael's got to go teach his class. Yeah. Guys, thank you Apologize. so much for calling in. Rafael, I'll see you in Dallas this weekend. Yes. Sanji, always a fun a time talking to you, man. Appreciate you guys' time man. as always. Man, thank you guys. Uh, it's always appreciate, of course, sharing the, the floor grappling uh, with the Rafael. is always a great thing. And uh, hopefully you guys can be commentating my fight and uh, fight to win soon. I hope so, yeah. man. I really do. All right, guys. Look forward to that. Seeing yeah. both you guys on the same card sounds All right. fun. Talk to you guys later. Take Much care. Love. Talk to you guys soon. Much love, Shanji. I'll see you. I'll see you guys this weekend, Mike. Love you guys. Take care. Good luck. Ciao. All right, Shanji. We're off the air. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate that, bro. Oh, he's got no audio. Sorry, Shanji. We can't hear you anymore. Caleb, can you put his audio? There we go. We got you now. Uh... We got you now. Yeah, tell everybody in San Diego I said, hey, man, I'll see you later, okay? All right, yeah. man. All right. Is that where you're coming? Uh-oh. Okay, oh, there it is. <laughs> see you, brother. I was trying to think in my head, did you do a seminar ever? Like, no, like. Sorry, I'm unplugged, dude, but I appreciate your help tonight.
Problem, man. <laughs> <laughs>